It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's been more than 48 hours since the start of free agency. And with the various moves that the Florida Panthers make, we ask the question, did they get better, worse, or are they about the same? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, July 3rd podcast part of the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day thank you for making the lockdown florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day i'm armando velez and you follow me on twitter at bondoman 12 follow the show account on twitter and instagram at lo underscore fla panthers and shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily florida panthers fix and you could subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and on youtube and thank you guys uh especially for the youtube subscribers who who have uh subscribed to the channel we are now over 500 subscribers on youtube so i want to say uh with my uh i want to say thank you guys uh especially for coming on and and supporting the show and supporting the channel here so thank you guys uh so much for that but we do have a special guest here on the show for today's edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast uh he is from the sun sentinel he is sam sklar Sam, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, it's, uh, I think, a good time to be here. I think everything's kind of settled down from what Saturday was. Now, that was my first time covering NHL free agency, and I knew it would be kind of a chaotic day, but I didn't think that the Panthers would make so many signings within, like, the first, like, three hours of free agency starting at noon. So it was chaotic, but I've been able to kind of catch my breath now. Yeah, and now we have that opportunity to catch our breath as well. And we're going to mostly talk about the chaos, especially uh, especially with Bill Zito uh, speaking to the media. We'll save that more for segment two. But of course, uh, went over the signings from outside the organization and the trade and the trade for Anthony Duclair for Stephen Lorenz. Uh, but let's talk about some of the the guys from the the AHL and 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 the guys who are. Uh, uh, home, the home, more of the homegrown guys for the Florida Panthers. Uh, just like I, just like I spoke about on yesterday's show. Just wanted to give them, give these guys an opportunity to talk talk about them. And two two guys who were whose contracts are are official are Lucas Carlson and Gregory Danisenko. Um Lucas Carlson was a UFA group uh, um, group six. Uh, so. Thank goodness for the Panthers. They didn't lose him in free agency there. And of course, uh, Grigory Danisenko, uh, a one-way contract uh, for him as well. And of course, there comes a time when, whenever your ELC ends and, and of course, with how, how Grigory Danisenko is viewed by the organization, it, it, it really speaks volumes that they, they think that he's a guy who could make that next uh, step into, into playing a bigger role. I mean, let's also discuss some of the how he kind of has been held back a little bit throughout the years. I mean, COVID going to being part of the Syracuse crunch. That was a shared affiliate with the, with the Tampa Bay lightning as well. And of course, even with the shared affiliation with the Kraken two seasons ago too, but now this is a great opportunity for someone like Denisenko to, uh, to be part of the organization or um, more of the organization, maybe, a, maybe on that fourth line, uh, um, 
right wing position or maybe even third line. Uh, what, do, what do you think of uh, Denisenko and Carlson uh, getting their offers? Yeah, I mean, I think that they are both deserving of it and both deserve a shot, you know, at this team as as young players who have produced pretty well um, down in the AHL. Um, you know, Denisenko, I have uh, either both players, I guess I haven't really been able to watch much in person just because I'm new to the area. So a lot of what I know about those two players is just, you know, hearing from others. But um, with Denisenko, um, yeah, I could definitely see him being part of that third or fourth line on the wing there, um, at least just given what kind of free agents have been brought in so far as of as of Monday afternoon. Um, and Lucas Carlson, though, is the interesting one to me. Um, he's kind of a wild card, I think, especially with all the different defensemen that were brought in by the mm-hmm, Panthers no doubt. weekend. And um, and I believe, right, Lucas Carlson is can't go on if he goes through weight, he can't be on waivers, right? Or he has to go on waivers. Yes, but he down, does right? have a two way deal with, with 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 him through through that contract. So, but uh, cap friendly does not say waivers exempt on the on the on the on the site. Okay, yeah, because he was obviously great for. Um, you know, down in Charlotte, just producing points like crazy. And so you think that he kind of deserves a shot um, with the team. And if you look at kind of the profile of like an Oliver Ekman Larson, for example, they kind of, I think, are similar in that regard as maybe more offensive defensemen. And um, obviously Lucas Carlson could probably be more of a, a longer term solution with Oliver Ekman Larson only getting one year, a one year deal plus a few other defensemen only getting one-year deals. Um, so I think he's going to be the interesting one to watch what ends up happening if he's able to make the team out of training camp. But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if Denisenko did not make the team in training camp. Yeah. Yeah. Denisenko is definitely, uh, um, I'm penciling in it, him in, but not full in full blown Sharpie there as well. Uh, but, but, uh, just for now, pencil pencil is very helpful for 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 him as far as the Florida Panthers keeping him in the organization as well, and that that's gonna that's gonna that's beneficial for Bill Zito as far as the contracts that are coming up next season because man, the Florida Panthers they really have an opportunity next year with the amount of players who are expiring plus an anticipation in salary cap as well to really uh solidify more of, of their lineup as well we 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 are seeing slowly but surely the 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 trajectory of maybe the florida panthers going for that big uh signing on on defense of, of an of an eight-year uh term not 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 putting anyone specifically out there um yet uh, until until 2024 uh comes around but this this was this was the this was the sacrifice that they made with that Chuck trade uh, for for Mackenzie um, Weger as well and Jonathan Huberto, but also uh, an, another opportunity for Lucas Carlson to grow, learn uh, learn uh, after uh, veteran guys who under veteran experiences as well. And, uh, and you know, Zito talked about how the competition is is really good and how this this uh, this brings the best out of people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that I picked up just from covering you know Michigan State. Um, athletics for the last four years is how much competition, especially like in college football, there is for, um, you know, fighting for positions with how big those rosters are. And I think that is true that competition um, is a good thing, especially in the organization. Um, 
And with the defense group, it's going to be really interesting to see um, how it all plays out because the Ekblad and Montour injuries, we're not exactly sure how long they will be out. And um, if and when they do come back, it'll be really interesting to see who's able to make the team, you know, who's able to get um, a spot, you know, starting on the defense because there are only so many spots. There are only six spots and there's more than six defensemen right now on the roster and all of, and a lot of them are very capable NHL players. Um, and so you think that Oliver Ekman Larson was definitely one of them, you know, you can kind of pencil yes. him in, especially just given the amount of money that they, they threw at him. But um, I mean, a lot of these, a few of these guys who they did bring in are kind of guys who, you know, aren't rock solid, you know, you know what you're going to get out of them. Like Oliver Ekman Larson had a pretty rough go in Vancouver, especially just that that last season. He was battling some injuries and just the whole organization there was kind of in turmoil with the whole Bruce Boudreaux and, and all that stuff. So it's hard to really like blame a player for maybe not having their best year when there's all those different distractions going on internally, I think, with Vancouver. Um, but the Panthers, they have a track record, right, of, of bringing in defensemen who are kind of in need of a jump start in their career, like Oliver Ekman Larson maybe is. And maybe other guys too, like Mike Riley or Dmitry Kulikov, um, and and getting the best out of them, you know, like Brandon Montour or a, a Gustav Forsling. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt, and and especially with the track record as of as of re- recency as well, definitely is is uh, is how the Panthers have been able to. Uh, change the tides in, in their in their organization but we're gonna uh, discuss more about bill zito and evan rodriguez's media availabilities as those are the only guys um who have spoken uh since uh the start of free agency and we're gonna give our thoughts on that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're gonna tell you all about FanDuel and take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Get uh, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend on betting everything from the money lines over unders to who you think is going to get the first home run. All in the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Segment number two here on this Monday, July 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I got Sam Sklar here from the Sun Sentinel here to discuss more about free agency and what Bill Zito and Evan Rodriguez said to the media in the last uh, few days. And 
with of course i wasn't i wasn't there for uh bill zito's uh, media availability but everything that i was reading on on twitter was uh him being 90 minutes later than anticipated and i put it on the locked on account saying bill zito is cooking uh, and this was before he um the evan rodriguez uh signing mm -hmm. was even announced and uh you tweeted say, saying that he even needed a cheat sheet for all the all the guys who uh that he signed he didn't even know whether some of them were even announced publicly like being that that just goes to show the the laser focus that that i know this is just one out of 32 teams when we, when you think about that but also to think about the the constant work that these uh guys uh put in uh you mentioned uh guys like mike mike riley as well in the last segment and and bill zito spoke about the guys of of who who are able to shuffle like uh kulikov returning to the organization had had uh had a little bit of a rough season in uh in in anaheim but also uh mike riley uh being able to play on on different uh different parts and also bill zito doesn't know dmitry kulikov uh as, as well but speaking to guys in the organization like roberto luongo one thing that that bill zito was very confident when listening to a guy like lou was the fact that uh Kulikov is a great teammate and that that also was uh was uh stands out on on bringing a guy like him back and of course familiarity with Barkov and Ekblad as well and uh and what did you take away from what uh Bill Zito had to say to uh the media on 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 Saturday yeah it was crazy and I, I mean I don't really blame him for like having to have a cheat sheet because to be honest for me like I was almost the same way because there were just so many different you know, players who got who were, were signed at that point. And I had to I have a document on my computer right now with um, all the different names and contracts just so I don't forget anybody. But I mean, I can't even imagine for him too. I mean, there's probably like 12 other players who they were considering signing throughout the day that are, were in the back of his head. And, and at that time, the Anthony Duclair trade didn't happen, hadn't happened yet. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that they were talking, you know, some throughout the day about that or something like that. So he's got that in his mind, too. Um, so definitely don't blame him on that. Um, but I think there was there. He hit on a lot of different you know points um, throughout throughout the 20 minutes or so that he talked. Um, it's interesting to hear about Spencer Knight. Um, there was a question asked about him, you know, when he's expected to come back and uh, Zito kind of like put out a correction that um, they expect him to be back with the organization, but didn't really seem sure of in what capacity. And so that's why it seemed like Anthony Stolar is coming in um, might be a bit more impactful of a, of an addition than maybe we initially thought when that signing was first announced. Um, you know, I think that he seems like he's kind of a, a sneaky addition or had a sneaky good season over in Anaheim. So he might be a guy who, who, who gets some ice time, you know, early in the season. Um, elsewhere, kind of in what he's, what Bill Zito talked about. Um, I mean, he touched on every single player. And so um, told an interesting story about all a conversation he had with Oliver Ekman Larson about how, you know, he's during when he's pitching to these players, you know, he's talking about Fort Lauderdale and the beaches <laughs> and the year round sunshine. Cause I mean, why wouldn't you, but Oliver Ekman Larson said, I don't care. Tell me about the hockey. And I <laughs> wonder how, how different free agency pitches would have been for the Florida Panthers say 10 years ago when they were, 
you know, probably not really bringing in many high profile free agents or like they were struggling to feel the competitive team. Right. And so that was part of the pitch, but now it's, you've gone to a Stanley cup final, you know, we won a president's trophy two years ago. And so you're able to talk about both the hockey and, you know, the outside life too, which is, I think you're seeing that kind of across the NHL with, with a lot of different teams in the South. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And it really helps the, uh, you just get into a player's mind of knowing what's the what's really important. It's just winning at the end of the day, especially you guys who are over thirty, over thirty, who have, who maybe if a guy is a free agent at a UFA at like twenty five, maybe that's a different story of of a person who might want to live more of a of an of a going out lifestyle. But when you get to that thirty year old range, which the Florida Panthers are still a relatively young team, even with all these signings as well. Uh, are are still a, a pretty young team of average ages is is, uh, is under 30 but that that's also a good selling point as well winning um off off going off a stanley cup final but a little clarity on spencer knight about his uh waiver situation is uh, uh seasons that he's exempt is is five and he has two remaining and of course uh nhl games played uh according to cat friendly is is at 80 is is at 80 and he's played 59 games so he doesn't have to go through waivers so a little bit of clarity there from what i said uh yet on yesterday's uh show as well and also uh, i think it was tim reynolds of the associated press that asked him about uh one year deals of, of, an, of an advantage and he said that i um he says that he's ho- he hopes that um that he he wants uh, players to be committed uh, to winning and the also spoke about how this place is not for everybody. And we see how the, the winning and the change of the GM, of course, uh, um, coach as well, a, a, a guy with experience in Palmeries and everyone come um, and, and Bill Zito spoke about everybody. Uh, uh, he loves the fr- phrase about people wanting to come work as well and, and all. And I think that's uh, th- those are little lessons that we see from that team that's just 45 minutes uh, southeast from FLA Live Arena as well. So um, we're start we're starting to see that with multiple teams uh, down here as well. But Evan Rodriguez also uh, spoke about how the Panthers are a team that's built properly. I mean, he's been he's played with guys like Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon. He was also asked about Sasha Barkov as well too. And spoke about how he's uh, the best all-around player in, in in the game, which might be a little biased now that he's with the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I mean, let's. Let, I, I mean, we love Barkov. Uh, we love Barkov as well. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that he's better than Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby. But it, hey, it's still a great compliment to where Sasha Barkov has developed in his game as, as a leader and and a guy exactly. who. The underrated tag for me is is not there anymore. He's 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 right mm-hmm. right there as far as the best of the best, and. Uh, and and also Evan Rodriguez is uh, talks t- spoke about how he's a guy who who really likes to get in on the forecheck as well as 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 we saw the Panthers really thrive as far as making stuff off broken plays as as well. So that that's a uh, that's definitely the the grittiness and the and and that 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 is is brought in from outside the organization as well. Uh, what did you take away from uh, what Evan Rodriguez had to say? Yeah, I think the signing is great. I think that um, if there's one free agent signing or, or trade acquisition, I guess, that the Panthers have made in the last few days, I think the Evan Rodriguez one is probably one of the most ones that should be ones that you should get the most excited about, if I were to say, because um, he's 29 years old. Um, and I think the Panthers got him kind of right in his prime. If you just look at you know his stats for the last two seasons, 
Um, he had career highs two years ago um, with Pittsburgh and then pretty much kind of matched that last year with Colorado. I think he played a little, a few less games, maybe was, was injured mm -hmm. at some point. So I think he was almost on track to possibly uh, match those, those numbers or even beat them. And so um, I think that the Panthers are getting him at the right time. And the fact that they got him on a long-term deal, I think that in, you know, two years or so, it's going to turn out to be a really awesome deal for the Panthers, a guy who can pretty, pretty much play up and down the lineup, right? Mm -hmm. Has a pretty good all-around game um, to do a whole bunch of things. You know, he can score, he can, he can forecheck, he can play some defense too. Um, and it's kind of interesting to hear him talk about because he's a guy who he didn't necessarily bounce around the league a lot, but he was an undrafted prospect out of Boston University. Um, played, signed with the Sabres after playing college, was there for five years, then went over to Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh traded his rights to Toronto at one point, I think maybe three summers ago. Then he never gets a qualifying offer from Toronto. And then Pittsburgh just signs him back again. And I think that his last four contracts were all one-year deals. So imagine just having a family. He's got, he's, he said he's got uh, two kids and a wife right now um, and living off of one-year deals for the last four years. And now he finally gets, you know, his big, big payday, gets four years down here in Florida. Like that, that's, that's pretty special. It's hard to, you know, not root for a guy who is not a heralded prospect, you know, coming, coming in into the NHL, a guy who definitely earned it and, and had to, to fight sort of the hard way. Yeah. And you could sleep better at night knowing that next summer you won't have to worry about negotiating a deal and that you could just focus on, on, on going and get doing your off season training as well. Uh, whether it's at the ice den or war Memorial, which we're expecting it to be uh, ready uh, later, later on this year as well. So definitely, definitely a great opportunity for him and and his and his family as well. And I also did get a, co a YouTube comment yesterday saying that uh, that Evan Rodriguez is uh, possibly my doppelganger as well. So uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted to share that on the show uh, here for for everybody. So I I, I, I now it, I it's know. really hard to like unsee it now for, as, for me. <laughs> I can maybe see it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's also. It's also his second team in, or second year in a row joining a team that just went to the Stanley Cup final, right? Because he, he joins Colorado last year after they won the Cup, um, and now he joins Florida after they they won the Eastern Conference. So, um, I mean, maybe he's I was probably he's obviously chasing the Cup, which yeah, don't blame him. And he and he talked about that, and so just kind of an an interesting kind of move from him. Yeah, and, and that's valuable when you go to go to a team and you get to kind of be in the environment of guys who have been there. It's like, what's what's the secret or what's the how how are you supposed to train in order to be the ultimate professional as well? And also it helps with him being ex-teammates with uh Sam Reinhardt and Brandon Montour as well, going into this as well. So that's definitely gonna be very beneficial for Evan Rodriguez uh, coming into this season. But we're gonna we're gonna discuss more in segment number three and ask the question: did the Panthers get better? Worse, or are they just about the same? And we're going to get Sam's uh, free agency grade for Bill Zito as well. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Third and final segment here on this Monday, July 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I got Sam Sklar here from the Sun Sentinel. And every day is make sure to come back on Wednesday for another edition of Winans Wednesday, where we're going to possibly put together what an opening night lineup could look like for the Florida Panthers. One thing we also uh, want to discuss here is that Mark Stahl signed a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Flyers, a one-year $1.1 million contract. So that's another player who said goodbye to the Florida Panthers organization. Uh, but of course, I gave my grade for Bill Zito yet on yesterday's uh, show when giving his uh, free agency grade. Uh, Francisco Porta and I both gave him a B plus for his uh, for how he did in free agency. But what do you, Sam Sklar, uh, think of uh, what grade would you give Bill Zito on how he conducted himself? during free agency you know i think it's tough because a lot of this really depends on what the injury situation is with the defense with ekblad and montour to really be able to tell um how desperate they were for these defensemen you know that they signed so many so it was pretty clear that they they needed it um i actually listened to the show yesterday and so i i heard what grade you both gave uh yesterday um so i'll, I'll give it a b i'll say a b I think they they hit a lot of their needs, you know, getting getting um, the filling holes on the defense, and also maybe rounding out some of those depth forwards, you know, in the in the bottom six that I think became an issue, especially in the Vegas series, with just the how they were just rolling four lines every single night, and it was just like felt like you were never getting a break against Vegas, and I think that was one of the weaknesses with the Florida Panthers, um, particularly in that series. Um, so. I think I give it a B. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a few things that when, when you look at it, you wish that they got the, the real, real big fish, uh, not referring to the music group, real big fish, but, uh, but you, you, you think of, of, of the desire for that. And of course, uh, of course, maybe an indication of, uh, of when, when these guys will be back of a Montour and Ekblad. And right now, as a, as of right now, as I'm refreshing Twitter, there haven't been any uh, recent signings uh, for the Panthers, and they're not getting up to that ten percent over uh, over the cap that they that they're able to. David Prognata of the fourth period uh, spoke about how teams can get up to ten percent over the cap. So what eighty three point five is times one point one. There's your number of what you could uh, get up to as well for for being in the uh, over the cap in the off season right before you put your LTIR space uh, together. But also, let's let's answer the question. Um, I'll 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 let you go first on this one. Did the Florida Panthers get better, worse, or about the same? Yeah, this is a tough question for me because um, I lean toward they got better, but I'm hesitant to say that they got better, just because I think that it starts with the defense, and um, we really don't know 
what kind of production they're going to get from some of these guys that they signed. Um, I think Nico Mikola, you know what you're going to get with him. He's going to be a physical defenseman, you know, not many points, but um, he's going to be here for a few years. So going to have to get used to him. And, um, but like, like we said earlier with Oliver Ekman Larson, um, who knows really what, what Panthers are going to get from him. Um, we've obviously seen, especially when he was with the Coyotes, how dangerous he can be, you know, on the power play and just uh, producing points from the blue line, which is something that the Panthers could use. Like I met, if he were to be paired with, let's say Brandon Montour, that'd be crazy. That'd be, those two together would be really good. Two um, buck overs. Yeah. On this, yeah. And so um, I think that, like we like we've talked about, it all just kind of depends on where these, um, what happens with these defense and how long Aaron Ekblad's going to have to be out. Um, he obviously had a bunch of injuries last during the season, and you could tell how it how it impacted the team. You know, he's one of the he is probably their best defenseman. He is, and um, Brandon Montour broke out. You know, was really really key down the stretch and especially in the playoffs too. And so if if he's out for a long time, that's going to be tough because I think that. You know, Dmitry Kulikov, um, he's bounced around the league a lot, especially over the last, you know, five or so years. Um, I watched him a, a lot when he was on the Wild for one season about two years ago. And um, so you don't really know, know what you're going to get with him. I think he can be a little inconsistent at times. There's times when he's he's good and there's times when, he, when you kind of scratch your head a little bit. And so not really sure what you're going to get out of him. Um, you know, Mike Riley a guy who has spent most of the last season in the minor leagues. Um, so we'll see what that what that maybe had an effect on him. Obviously, that Boston Bruins team was very good. So um, I think it. I, I lean toward that they got better, but I'm not able to confidently say that. Yeah, and my, and my answer is a little twofold as well based on, on the injury situation. But here's the thing. When the Florida Panthers last year signed uh, Mark Stahl and Eric Stahl to that PTO, it was getting veteran experience, but those guys were on the older side. You think of the experienced guys that they brought in this time around. Uh, Nico Mikola is 27. OAL is 31. Dimitri Kulikov is 32. Evan Rodriguez is 29. But also, uh, we, we spoke about Rodriguez's familiarity with Reinhardt and, and Montour, but also Dimitri Kulikov's experience with Paul Maurice as well. Like a, a guy a guy who he's, he's played uh, under... Uh, so that's that's a that's a little bit of of perspective, seeing that that relationship is something that kept going even even when they went their separate ways as well. So I think that that's not, that's not that's something um, that's worth some value. And OEL, it's been a little bit since he's been back in the postseason. Of course, situation um, it, it's it's not always the player's fault. Situation, of course, with uh, ownership with the Arizona Coyotes and 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 with the Vancouver Canucks the last few years about you you mentioned it earlier the whole Bruce Boudreau uh, Rick Tockett situation um, who's really in control is it Jim Rutherford or is it Patrick Alvin there in in Vancouver as well who's the guy really calling the shots there I mean I guess we we know the answer uh, obviously to that one but it, but it, as well it, it's not always uh, OEL's uh, fault I mean he did he has gone to a Western Conference final before back in 2012 when when the Arizona Coyotes lost to the excuse me Phoenix Coyotes at the time <laughs> lost to the Los Angeles Kings uh mm -hmm. uh Mike Smith versus uh versus uh Jonathan Quick during those years uh there so when you think about veteran experience it's 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 on the younger side so guys who are faster to get to the pucks as well too even though we have we have 
Oliver Ekman Larson, we've seen head scratching uh, plays of him being late to getting uh, to pucks uh, in in the corner as well, though. But so, uh, but we've also seen our complaints about Mark Stahl as well during during uh, last season as well. So I I think they're slightly better um, on, on paper, but it of course it's got to manifest too. You're going to be different playing with different players. How do you mesh with those guys as well? How do how do you, how do you how what's their communication style? When 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 the when the opposition is going in transition uh, to on 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 a, on a breakaway, so uh, what what's that gonna what's that gonna be like for for these new guys uh, coming in as well? And you're and and again, we can't emphasize enough the the two leaders uh, who who uh, got them to help them get to the Stanley Cup final are going to be missing some time. So you, you, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a hole to try to fill. You can't fill those holes. We're not going to pretend that these guys are going to play to the same level, but yeah. trying to at least fill that void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't. I definitely don't think that the Panthers got worse. I think if we would have looked at this weekend and seen them lose Ragco Gudis and and he got paid a lot of money, I don't think there was any way the Panthers were going to match that. No way. And so, if they would have you know lost Radko Gudis and didn't really sign any de- replacements, then I think we would be saying that that's concerning. And I think that the Anthony Duclair trade, while um, you know, it, he was a fan favorite, a guy that super fast scoring goals, a, a guy who's done a lot in the community here and um, is a good hockey player. Um, I, I think that the move was was the right time, and I think that um, it was it was smart to to pick up some cap space that pretty much allowed them to get Evan Rodriguez, who I think kind of will be will fill their needs pretty well. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So definitely uh Bill Zito's always working the phones, always uh trying to find a way to get um bigger as well. And that, those are lessons definitely like we emphasize I emphasized on yesterday's show about just lessons learned from the Stanley Cup final and what it what it takes to 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 win. And definitely uh uh um, he even spoke about um, for even for a few minutes about uh, Kevin Strandlin about his size as well about what what it's gonna what it's uh, gonna bring in order to that for a team to not be bullied in front of their own net as well. So that's definitely gonna hopefully manifest on the ice. But Sam, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Monday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you so much as well for your insight as well on on what you experienced in in the in the pressers as well in person so tell everybody where they can follow you and your work online yeah well thanks for having me um you can follow me at twitter at sklar sam underscore so that's s-k-l-a-r-s-a-m underscore um a lot of people like to try to sneak a y into my last name and say skyler but no it's sklar no y and um you know i'll be all my i'll be covering the panthers for the entire summer um you know all the off-season news that that keeps on coming in so you can catch that all on the Sun Sentinel website. Um, and as of right now, I think we're just waiting to hear about development camp because I don't think any news has been been out there yet about when, when that's going to be. And I'm sure we'll have uh, plenty of coverage of that, especially if, as uh, prospects come into town and, and probably get some cool stories from there. No doubt. And we'll probably have to have you back on to talk about that. So I uh, hope to see you again, my friend. Yeah, love to. Thanks. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. 
Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day is make sure to come back on Wednesday as we are, as it'll be a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. We'll, we will likely be projecting an opening night lineup for the Florida Panthers. So I'm Armando Velez with Sam Sklar. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.